My name is Fortune Teller Baba, and you're listening to the Hermit Style Podcast. Now, where's my brother? I need my 10 zenny back with 57 years interest. Welcome to the Hermit Style Podcast. Talking all about the Dragon Ball Supercard game. From competitive play to the world of collecting. With your host, Jimmy Bacon. Yo, yo, yo! What's up, everybody? Hermit Style Podcast. We are back. It's Wednesday, October 13th. A little weird recording on a Wednesday. Uh, If you didn't notice, new intro, baby. Yo, that hit. That was the first time I got to actually hit it. First run, test run. Oh man, that felt good. (laughs) Hopefully you guys enjoyed the new intro. I thought it was sick. Uh, Linda Young did actually the, the intro for me. Um, the, the voice acting in the beginning is fortune teller Baba. That was incredible. I had a, let's just say an adventure trying, trying to get some voice actors on for the show. Um, there's, there's a lot of things you learn about, uh, rights to what you are allowed to use and how you're allowed to use it. Uh, but yeah, it all worked out. Linda is amazing. She actually personally emailed me and helped me out to get through all of that so I could get this on the show for you guys. So hopefully you liked it. I know I did, but yeah, welcome back. It has been a long week, but I am excited. I am just patiently, I don't know about patiently, but I am waiting for the ban list to drop. And that's what we're talking about on today's episode. I have the Thinking on Charge guys on the show today. If you haven't heard their podcast, it is a really fun show to listen to. I would strongly encourage you to check it out. Um, They have a blast on their show and we certainly had a blast together today. I was actually recently on their podcast. If you haven't checked out that episode, go listen. It was a lot of fun. Uh, But we go over our top three selections of what we expect to pop up this Friday. You know, it's it's actually kind of funny. I was thinking about this the other day. I play uh, a lot of fantasy football. I love football. I love watching football. Um, I love the strategy of fantasy football. It's it's just a blast to me. I play in leagues. I play daily. I, I, I love it. But I was thinking about this the other day when I was prepping for bandless predictions and you know, going through all the normal banter I see in the groups about people putting their opinions out there on the ban list. Uh, in fantasy football, people love to use this phrase that is not in my league. And basically it refers to anytime anyone makes a suggestion on a player to pick up or a player to trade for. Basically, they're just saying that, well, maybe in your league because you play with people who are terrible or you aren't good at fantasy football. But for people like me who are great at the game, that would not happen in my league. Uh, and it's just kind of funny because people just say that to like everything and no, knowing who, what goes on in everyone's individual league is just impossible. And, uh, I don't know. It's just a funny little thing. It's like this weird ego trip people go on, uh, because they're so overly confident about their skills in a game primarily based on variance and luck. Um, but I, it, I made this like just connection the other day with that and bandless predictions because there's this really weird flex that people love to have in the groups when anytime people talk about a prediction for a card. Now, this isn't the same as just outright complaining on and on and on and on about a card when your complaints are not valid because you actually just don't have a level of understanding of the game that would allow you to just combat the cards very easily. That's a different thing. But when people just put their opinions out there on, yeah, I think this will get hit. I think that'll get hit or I 
you know, I wish this would get hit because of X, Y, and Z. People love to come in and <laughs> it's literally the not in my league phrase. They love to jump in and just be like, huh, well, I don't think that card's very good. I mean, it doesn't beat me. So you must suck at the game. That card shouldn't be banned. And like it, it happens every time and people phrase it in different ways. But for some reason it is like, a competitive like certain players dreams to just put down people anytime they put a prediction for a ban list out there uh so i just think it's kind of silly but it really makes you think a lot as a content creator when you're going to give predictions because you're like well you know i want people to enjoy it i don't want people to be feel like they have to be triggered and put their <laughs> put their full ego out there and, and you know try and put down me or guests i have on the show that's not fun that doesn't make people ever want to do that type of content um but just kind of funny, I just want to preface with these are strictly predictions of what we expect to see based on things Bandai has done in the past, based on results of tournaments that have recently happened and where we think they want the game to go. Right or wrong, I don't know. None of us know. Every banlister's cards that get hit, we still can't explain why they're hit. So, you know, I don't think there's wrong really with any prediction about what they think, what anyone would think to see on a list just because we don't know. We don't know. Sometimes there really isn't a premise. Sometimes it's as simple as Bandai thinks this card is not fun for players. And that could be it. Uh, ultimately, it's their game. They can ban what they want. These are just our predictions for entertainment on what we expect to see on Friday. Realistically, no one knows it could do anything. We've lived through tier zero formats where they didn't have a response for quite a while. We've lived through formats that never hit the tier zero format we expected because they had an immediate hit. We've had formats that were not problematic where they hit a bunch of cards. We've had problematic formats where they didn't hit enough cards. We don't know what will happen. And there's also ban lists they've gotten right. So. We'll see. But again, this is for entertainment. It's for fun. Uh, but I thank you all for listening. It's going to be a great show. And let's get into the news. News from the lookout. First and foremost, the Hermit Style competitive team is here. Uh, this is something that in the past, you guys know, <laughs> uh, a little a little contradicting for me. I'm not the biggest on teams, but man, I am actually really excited about this because I really think that we're going about it in um, a positive way, in the right way, that there are other teams that do that, but not many. I don't think there's many other teams that, uh, that, that go about it in a way that would at least would make me want to play on the team. There's nothing wrong with it, but just me personally, right? It's just my personal opinion. Uh, no, th this is really exciting. I've put out a, uh, a Google form in the Discord that anyone could apply and essentially broke it out into two different teams. Uh, we have A team and B team. I want it to, my, one of my biggest goals of this was to make it really inclusive, uh, include as many people as possible, and also make the entire community feel like they're in on it with the team, which is very difficult to do because let's be real teams are an exclusive thing so how do you how do you manage it in a way that gives back to the community how do you manage it in a way that people don't feel left out or they don't feel you know get their feelings hurt that they weren't accepted into the team it's difficult and i had to make choices and overall i'm very happy with the result i'm very happy of the discussions we've been having in the team chats about things that we want to do um, goals that we've set 
it's really exciting and I'm not going to leak too much of the news and too much of the things that we're coming up with, but guaranteed there will be a lot that we are doing to give back to the community. And that's what matters most. That is what is at the forefront of Hermit Style and always will be is the community that we've built, not the toxic communities, not the communities that um, make people want to not play the game or make people upset or angry. We, we have this amazing positive community that we've worked so hard to build and ultimately the team's it's going to enrich that experience for everyone, including the people on the teams, including me. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really exciting, but without further ado, let me go ahead and announce all members of the team. They, I am going to work on getting some of them on the show very soon. Uh, but for our a team, this is the, uh, you know, the cream of the crop who we felt were the, some of not only the top players, but some of the people who give back the most. Um, because again, our goal is not to be, the most, the best team or the most competitive team. Our goal is strictly to enrich Hermit style and give back to the community that again, that I cannot say that enough that that is the forefront, which made it really hard to make these decisions. I did not think it would be so hard, but we got so many applicants and man, I like making cuts was honestly miserable. Like I hate it cutting. I hate it cutting anyone. Um, but especially those of you who there were some of you who had really, really solid resumes and cuts were hard. Cuts were just really, really hard. So please don't take it personally. Know that we literally spent hours deliberating who we thought should be on the team. As I selected people, I started to get their opinions. As I talked to Mike, I talked to all different kinds of people. I asked for feedback. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was pro I probably made it more of a deal than it needed to be. But anyways, this time really, here is a team. We have Jerry Bishop, Armando... Armando, I'm not going to try and say your last name, dog. Everyone knows Armando in the Discord. Uh, we have Nick Maynard. We have Zach Egna, Trevor Barnes, Kyle. Dog, I'm not going to lie. I don't know how to say your last name either. I'm going to say Bias. <laughs> and Jay Degendorf, all on the squad. Uh, these are regular names uh, in the Discord that you see. Jerry is Snuggle. Um, Arma you guys know Armando. Fighting Gundam. Meme in the North. King in the North. Uh, Nick is, oh my God, it's Clay Aiken. Uh, Zach is Zegna. Trevor, you guys know Trevor. Trevor's been on the show, Broken Honor, uh, Mr. Broken TCG Man himself. Kyle, always in the Discord, has been a masterclass for a hot minute. And then, of course, you know Jay, Chief of Hermit Style Security, the first ever member, actually, in the Hermit Style Discord. And could not ask for better guys to represent Hermit Style. I'm super excited that this is my A-team. They all are, just offer so much. They put so much on the table. Man, what, what a team. I'm stoked. I'm really excited. We've been playtesting a lot. We've been talking a lot. And we actually just made our first, uh, we're not calling them team talks. <laughs> we are not calling them team talks. We, <laughs> You guys will see. We're calling it an evening with Hermit style. <laughs> Very elegant. Uh, <laughs> but we actually did record a little, uh, it's almost like a mini podcast that we'll put out and it'll be exclusively on YouTube that will drop tomorrow on Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. We go over a lot of great topics, a lot of things for competitive play. So really, really exciting. And um, yeah, that, that is our A team. Let's go on to B team again. Man, the cuts here were insanely even more difficult, honestly, than A team because I had probably triple as many applicants for B team as I did A. But here we go. Number one, we've got Larry Pac-Man, another head of Kami House Security. You guys know, how can you not? I don't know one person, and I don't know how anyone could not like Pac-Man. Dude is like the nicest person you can meet in your entire life. 
has amazing energy. Um, but yeah, so we've got Pac-Man, we've got Michael Sesma, uh, we've got Double John, <laughs> we've got John who is nameless, uh, another member, one of the heads of uh, Kami House Security, and then we also have uh, John who is Rabbit Squirrel in the Discord, who you may have saw compete recently on both Hermit Style World Tournament uh, and in Hermit Style Fight Night. Uh, we have Andrew who's SS4 Vegeta. Always in the Discord, longtime Discord member. And then we've got Tristan, Mr. Big Daddy Flood. Again, another frequent member of the Discord. That was a really big deal to us was how long have these people been in the Discord? How active are they? What are their interactions with other members? And I cannot speak highly enough about all six of these fine gentlemen. So excited. We have tons of things planned for the team. Uh, we are still working on planning more things. If there's ideas that you guys have of what you would like to see, uh, the members of the team do or put out there for the community, let us know. Let us know and, you know, we'll, we'll see if we can make it happen. But hopefully everyone likes it. Hopefully people aren't too disappointed if you didn't get in. There will be more opportunities to join the team. So if you didn't make the cut this time, it's okay. You can still jump in. I will post anytime there is an opening and we will do the same thing. We'll take applications and uh, see how it goes. But enough of the team talk uh moving in we just wrapped up the first ever world tournament from hermit style shout out to our sponsors tcg metals pro mats and dbs deck planet um, for helping do everything they did for that event dbs deck planet hosted the best service for everyone to submit their deck list and of course pro mats and tcg metals hit us up with that sweet prizing and a congratulations is in order to nemesis uh, who took the whole event down he will actually be on the show with me hopefully next week and uh, also i'm hoping to do a deck profile with him uh, for the youtube channel because this man took down the whole event with starter broly starter broly it was wild i'm really excited to have him on it's going to be a blast and uh, i'm definitely going to do more of these in the future so if you didn't compete this time you will have more opportunities to compete in tournaments like this and if you missed the event and want to see it you can head over to the hermit style youtube channel give us give us a sub and click on the video we have the whole stream uh, up there the whole live stream that lobat so kindly put on for us and uh ha have to give the lobat shout out those guys amazing they spent a whole weekend putting that entire event on for us and wow <laughs> they, they they crushed it uh go if you don't have you haven't seen it you'll know what i'm talking about as soon as you watch it production quality is top notch we learned a lot made mistakes and now the next one's going to be even better uh so yeah it, it, it's great though go, go watch it check it out it's a really fun time myself john carlo and sublet were all up there commentating with me all right, that's it, uh, I think, for Hermit-style news, but moving on to Dragon Ball news. New York Comic Con, uh, there was a new trailer put out for the new Dragon Ball movies. Check that out. Let me know how you guys feel about it. I'm not that... I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited to do Dragon Ball content, but the full CGI thing, I don't know. So, something just looked off about it. Something looked off about it. At least in the Broly movie, they had a mix, and I think the mix really enhanced the quality uh, of, of the animation. But man, full CGI, I don't, there are parts of it I was like, is this a Disney movie? <laughs> Tell me what you guys think. I felt like it, it it lacked some of that kind of raw feel that you get from Dragon Ball, just the Dragon Ball anime. But let me know what you guys think. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching it either way. I'm excited just for new Dragon Ball content. But you can go watch that. It's it's everywhere. It's easy to find. Uh, there's also more reveals for the Dragon Ball Super Card Game. Uh, it's all on the Dragon Ball Facebook page and actually the Hermit Style Instagram. I try my best to post them all up there so you can check them out. And then. October 23rd, I believe it is, there is the Richmond Regional that was 
canceled, but is now online. So it's no longer an in-person event. Uh, there is a convention that went along with it. I think everything got postponed and now it is all online. You can register. It is ran through Carta Magica. I'll be in it. A few guys from the team will be in it. It's going to be fun. I recommend getting in there. It's also one of the last chances you have to earn an invite to Nats. So if you haven't gotten it yet, definitely you got to play in this. <laughs> you got to play in it, uh, get that invite. And that way you can see us, which Perfect segue. Let's talk about Nationals. We haven't really talked about it much on the show quite yet, so now is a perfect time. Uh, I will be there. Uh, right now, I believe everyone from the team is going except maybe Trevor. But the rest of us will all be there, and oh, I am so excited. I cannot wait for this event. It's in California. My cousin, he lives an hour away, and my uncle and aunt and everybody. So I'm going to go hang out with my cousins and my family. Uh, after the event, so I, I I couldn't be more excited for this. But if you if you haven't checked it out, the prizing incredible. They crushed it. I think it was exactly what everyone was hoping for. Probably more. Uh, let's see. So participation, of course, you get a play mat. You get a tournament pack, vault set one, champ pack twenty twenty one, three event pack eights, and then you get a uh, one copy uh, or well five packs. I'm assuming it's just going to be one copy of each card if everything's in order but five packs of Champ Packs Volume 1 through 3. And a participation playmat, of course. And then if you get in the top 25%, they did keep prizing for that, uh, you get three more Tournament Pack Vault Sets. You get a Champ Pack 2021 Vault Set, actually three of them. You get five more Event Pack 8s, and you get three Champ Pack 2021 Volume 3s. Top 32, you get a $300 travel voucher. There is a Top 32 playmat. There is a Top 32 Merit card. And then the, you get four each of the new alt art card sets, volume one, two, and three. Then we've got the top 16 who are considered our finalists. They also get a top 16 merit card. A oh, baby. A top 16 medal leader card. Yeah, that, that's what we all wanted, right? The, the new set of medal cards. The, I don't know if you all have checked what prices some of these have sold at, but astronomical amounts of money <laughs> these metal leader cards sell for. So that is incredible. And they have different arts. We'll get into that in just a moment. Uh, but to keep it going, a top 16 alt art leader card. So if you remember in the last Nats, the metal cards also had a normal card version that was just an alt art. So that's super cool. And then uh, you have Champ Pack 20, Volume 2021, Volume 1, 2, and 3, but the winner gold stamp versions and two of each. That's sick. That is sick. Those cards also have sold for astronomical amounts of money. So if you top 16, oh my goodness, <laughs> keep the cards for, for the clout, sell some of them. Either way, you're, you're making out like a bandit, but I'm not done yet. You also get a tournament pack set, vault set, finalist gold stamp, and a champ 2021 vault set, finalist gold stamp, one, one of each of those. So that is amazing. Uh, I am assuming that both of those finalists, you get one of each card. But if it's literally one card, oh, I'm scared to know what these are going to sell for. <laughs> All right. And then into the best parts of the prizing, fourth place, tournament pack vault set finalist gold stamp. You get one of those and a championship 2021 vault set finalist gold stamp. One of those and you get a booster box. Booster box feels kind of random when you're talking about all this stack prizing, but I mean, sure, I'm, I'm not going to get mad about getting a booster box. Uh, third place, you get a third place play mat, which that's sick. Uh, a third place trophy, a third place alt art leader, an alt art leader medal card. They're doing it by choice. So you just get the third choice. So whatever's left that the other two didn't pick. 
uh, and then you get a tournament pack, Vault Set Finalist Gold Stamp. You get two more of those, and a Championship 2021 Vault Set Finalist Gold Stamp. You get two of those. And uh, third place, six booster boxes. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Six booster boxes, that's solid. That's solid. Second place, a lot of the same. You know, you get a second place playmat, a trophy, an alt-art leader card. You get your second choice of the medal card. But now they've upped it to four more finalist gold stamp packs for both tournament pack and the championship 2021 packs. Uh, you get nine booster boxes and an invite to Worlds. This is wild. Only first and second place get an invite to Worlds. So you can top Nats. You can get third place at Nats. Sorry, dog. <laughs> Didn't make the cut. Cannot come to Worlds. So that's wild. And then first place, the champion prizing. You get a champion playmat, first place trophy, first place alt art leader card. Uh, you get your first choice at the medal cards. You get eight packs of the vault set finalist tournament packs and then eight more of the champ packs. You get a whole case, 12 booster boxes, an invite to the 2022 national championships. That makes sense. The champs got a return. And then an invitation to, of course, finals. So prizing, incredible. I could not, I could not believe how good the prizing was. Uh, just to go over some of the cards. So when they're talking about the champ pack vault set, what they did was they took the promos of all the champ packs and they put this really cool gold foiling and a stamp. Kind of like what they did before, if you remember the cards like Kaba the Revoker, um, the Red Gohan, Vegeta Time Regulator, and those cards. How they put the finalist stamp on it. it it's the same thing with these. It, it, it's literally the same exact thing. You can go on the website and look at them yourself, but they have all the new. You know, They have Zamasu the Eliminator. Um, they've got Comfort Shenron. That's personally one of my favorite arts. Uh, all the cards, they've got it. So that's super cool. They've got the uh, the tournament pack vault sets. It's uh, you've got heroic prospect in there fighting against fates. You've got the eight drop Shenron. You've got chain attack Bardock, the one drop Chile, and the five drop Android sixteen Stuart Defender. All of those will have the uh, the gold stamp treatment. And then of course the finalist just has the uh, the finalist banner. There's a new finalist banner that they put on there. So that's super sick. The, uh, the alt art card sets, we already know what those winners are. Same thing, they didn't do anything different to them for Nats. The merit cards are pretty cool. Top 16 is Vegito, and the finalist is Goku and Vegito on there, all Super Saiyan Blue. And then here we go. Here's the good stuff, the leader cards. So top 16 gets a Gogeta Xeno leader, okay? That is, they do an alt art, and then of course there's the metal version. Uh, then the top three for the alt art leader cards, we've got, Vegeta. This is the red Vegeta. Uh, it is, uh, what's the name of it? It is, let me see. It's SSB Vegeta Spirit Boost Elite, the one from the starter. Then we've got the second place alt art card is Shenron. And yo, this Shenron, I'm looking at it right now. It looks really sick. Uh, this is yellow Shenron, you know, your big tap six boy. And then the first place card, they still have not revealed. There's a lot of debate about what it's going to be. I feel like it could be a Goku card, but what Goku would they make as the leader? I don't know. It, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I've heard some people say Vegito. I don't think they'll do that again. I don't know. <laughs> you guys tell me what you think it's going to be. I. It's just so many options. I can't wait for them to announce it, but that's all amazing. The, it looks like the top three metal cards are all gold, and then the top 16 one is silver, so... Super, super dope. And then the play mats. First place is a Goku. Second place is a Vegeta mat. Third place is a Frieza mat. Top 32, which ironically is my favorite of all of them. It's the iconic Goku versus Vegeta scene from their first 
showdown, if you will, of uh, when Goku goes Kaioken and shoots the blast and, and Vegeta is way above him shooting down the Gallic gun. That's that mat. Oh man, that one looks sick. I I want that mat real bad. And that participation mat, pretty cool. It's like the familial bonds kind of thing going on with uh, some Saiyans in the background. So anyways, sorry that was so long winded. There is also a side event. I won't bore you with going off all the prizing for that. I can tell you it's definitely not as good, but still cool that at least there's something out there. There's some alt art card sets and things like that in there, but let me know what you all think. I'm excited for Nats. I'm going to put, when it gets a little closer, I'll make a, a private channel where anyone going to Nats can join in the discord so we can all coordinate a hangout. And I think we're going to do a big hermit style picture at some point. So that, that should be really fun, but we'll, we'll get more details on that as we get closer to Nats. But yeah, if, if you were thinking about going and maybe uh, you didn't know anyone there, oh, now you don't got to worry. You've got the whole Hermit Style family coming. Uh, you can certainly hang out with us. It's going to be a blast. All right. And lastly, before we get into our main topic, uh, actually, Sublet was so generous to share this with me. He compiled a ton of data from all of the tournaments after the EBAN. Uh, so it's basically the EBAN format. Uh, there's 10 events in here. Uh, he actually had an 11th one that he got some results for that he added in after. But yeah, we have essentially 123 different topping lists. Okay, so 123 different lists that have topped since the emergency ban list has happened. Now, these range from top eights to top 16s, different events from Gen Con to big store regionals to uh, webcam regionals, all different kinds of events. Uh, but this is all the data that he could find. And we've, we've asked other people in the discord too, to, to, you know, if anyone else can contribute. And this was, this was everything that we could compile. So I wanted to share these results before we go into our bandless predictions, because I do reference them and it is, uh, a lot of it is things we would expect, but some of it is pretty surprising. So let's get to it. So out of these results, we had 26 tops the most with Icarus Kid Gohan. Um, I don't think that that is very surprising. Everyone knows it's the big deck in the room right now. And if you look at 26, to be honest, it's a little less than I expected, um, but still a lot. We have over 20%. It's, it's just a little over 20% of every single topping list is a Kid Gohan deck. Uh, and I guess the difference here is that if you look at the next deck down, it's SS4 Vegeta at only 13. So SS4 Vegeta, the second deck, but only half as many topped. Uh, so that's that's definitely interesting because we're really in a format where it's not like there's just a few decks. Um, like if I said 26 out of 123 without saying anything else, you'd think that was likely a smaller number, but the next one down is only half as many. There's just a ton of different decks that have topped recently. Uh, if we look at what that percentage is, it comes out to only 10%. So 10% is the next one down uh, at SS4 Vegeta. Again, also not surprising though, SS4 Vegeta is a great deck. Ironically, Sublet is uh, one of the best pilots of that deck recently who's been having great success with it. So that's uh, not surprising to see it up there, but it is surprising that one, Icarus only had 26 of the 123, but two, the next deck down only had half as many. And just under that is Gogeta Zeno with 12 tops. Um, so, eh, you know, no, no surprise there also. It's Gogeta Zeno is a great deck. I'm going to get into a little bit with that in results of training. And just under that, we have Cell Surge with 10 tops. Um, so those are the top four, and those are the only four that have 
more than 10 tops in this format so far, at least from the data that we could find. Uh, next down is Soul Striker. Now, this one I did find interesting. Soul Striker, a lot of people talked up, especially uh, at the start of this format, and it only has six tops. It only has six of the 123. So that's literally only four, uh, if you round up, 5% <laughs> is, is Soul Striker. So that was surprising to me. I was expecting to see a bit more there. But keep in mind, some of these are best of one. Um, and not only are they, they best of one, you have Soul Surge in the format. And you have some other decks that have a decent matchup against it. But yeah, I, I, I would have expected to at least see 10% there. So I would have I expected to see them um, right in there with Soul Surge, Gogeta, Xeno, SS4, Vegeta. Uh, so... Very, very interesting that Soul Striker is uh, is so much lower than those other decks. Uh, moving down, we have Hatchyak at five. Uh, I don't think that's surprising. I think Hatch is a, is a good deck. It's just a deck that I think a lot of people just don't like to play, and they are worried about time. Uh, so that comes in with about 4%. Uh, we also have Yellow Sin Shenron tied at five. That's cool to see that deck uh, come back a little bit more again since it got hit. Uh, we've got then Then we get into below five. So below five, we have at four tops, Android 16 and Red Broly. At three tops, we have a ton of decks, actually, at three. Uh, we have Vigex, uh, Android 18. That's that's the Android 18 mil. Uh, <laughs> tech silly. We have King Cold, Green Gotenks, and we have Cooler, so Mill Cooler. Uh, so interestingly, we have two Mill decks. So technically, we have six of the top cut are strictly Mill strategies where you are uh, forcing the mill, I should say. Um, there are other decks that do mill the opponent out, but not in that fashion where we have, uh, you know, King Cold and Android 18. Their whole setup is to, to mill you out with a play that they make. Uh, then below that, we have two tops, which is Set 1 Frieza. So Golden Frieza, <laughs> still, still hanging around, <laughs> still gives me nightmares. <laughs> Uh, but we have two tops of set one Frieza, two tops of set 10 Zamasu. That deck is really cool. Uh, Trevor on the team, he's been working on set 10 Zamasu and the deck is, is not terrible. It's pretty cool. Uh, it, it does have some strict weaknesses. I think that maybe push it out of contention to be, a, a you know, a, a deck that can make it like the other ones. And it's just so reliant on the unison and with Zamasu on the field, it's just really tough to play that set 10 Zamasu, uh, you ramp all the time, so you're vulnerable to ramp hate. But man, when it when it hits off though, and you and you hit proper, the deck is crazy strong. So uh, cool, cool to see that at least some got in there. You have two Invoker, that's pretty wild. Uh, I know one of them is Legends. I'm not sure who the other one is. Maybe maybe both are him. And then U7 uh, Gohan has two, so two tops with the the new, not the old one, the, not the one that I liked. Back in the day, this is the uh, the new red U7 Gohan has two tops. Uh, so that's what the format looks like. Now, we also broke down the winners, and this part's crazy. This part is crazy. So if we look at these results, we had, we did find the winners for 11 different tournaments. Eight of the 11. <laughs> Eight of the 11 were Kid Gohan Icarus. So literally... Almost every single tournament won was that deck. That comes out, I just did the math, that's 73% <laughs> of the tournaments were taken down by Kid Gohan Icarus. Uh, so I think that starts to factor in when you're talking about cards that will get hit. Uh, Bandai, when they see things like this, I think they do have a tendency to hit the cards, regardless of whether or not we agree. 
I do think that the format is very new that I don't, I don't know if it's necessary. I definitely wouldn't mind a hit to blue yellow, but I, I don't know if it's really necessary. Uh, there, there's definitely something to be said about us having time to play through the format and having time to find the answers and start shifting into maybe decks we haven't quite thought of yet based on how the meta is starting to form. So it, although it is a little early, it still is concerning that eight tournaments were won by this deck. Uh, and I think that data alone is going to be enough for Bandai potentially to make some hits. But that being said, uh, oh, well, and real quick, the other winners, we have King Cold, Cell Surgeon, Hatch. Um, there was also a U7 Gohan win, um, but there, there's a lot of, uh, I, I, I guess a lot of weird things that happened in that tournament. And there was actually an Icarus player that won against it, but gave the win away. Um, so technically, I, I would say it's another Icarus win, um, in my opinion. But either way, it really doesn't matter. The fact that Icarus has so many is just wild. But before I keep going, uh, let's just let, let's jump right into the main topic. Turtle School Weekly Focus. All right, everybody. So for our weekly focus, I have two very special guests on. I have Jonathan and Ernest from the Thinking on Charge podcast. Uh, if you guys have not listened to their podcast, it is a great show. I was actually just recently on it. You can check out that episode. Talked all about a lot of fun things, but I was like, well, now I need to have you guys on my show. And uh, what better than to talk about the ban list predictions since it's dropping this coming Friday. But uh, Jonathan and Ernest, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Uh, do you want to just say a little bit about yourselves and introduce yourselves to the uh, to the listeners? Yeah, Ernest, go ahead and go first, my friend. Alrighty, I'm Ernest. Uh, I'm from Houston. I'm part of the Thinking on Charge podcast, and uh, my team is Team Empire. It's something we always say on our on our uh, podcast. Um, go ahead, Jonathan. <laughs> All right, I am Jonathan with Team Salt Boys, also uh, one of the co-hosts of Thinking on Charge podcast. We are from Houston, Texas. Uh, we are super excited to be on the podcast. We just had Jimmy on, as he mentioned earlier. So uh, really looking forward to this episode, actually. Hell yeah. Yeah, yep. uh, there's a lot of talk about what cars are going to be banned, if cars are going to get unbanned or rotted, all different things. Um, and it's kind of like, pressing i'm excited they're doing it this friday since we have nats coming up i was like I, I, everyone was kind of it's you know everyone was wondering like when are they gonna drop one like when can we know that our testing is real <laughs> <laughs> for sure absolutely i i've been waiting on that too i'm i'm kind of like in a limbo with decks right now because i'm normally a red player and i don't really know what to play at the moment and then the band list is like keeping me from trying out certain things too Ah, okay. So, any any red decks catching your eye right now? Uh, the one I've had the most success with uh, around here has been the starter Vegeta with the Bardox crew stuff. Okay, that's cool. Um, and then my red green King Piccolo deck, but that 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 deck I I I feel like I need to do more work on to get to get better. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh any interest in um some of like the I guess I guess a little bit slower red leads like something like Bulma any like any interest in that? I love Bulma. That was my deck for the longest time. I won a a webcam event with it. Nice. 
Uh, what's it called? That I've I've tried my old red yellow build from like when it first came out, just to see how it would do against certain things. Um, I beat Gogeta Zeno a couple of times, lost a couple of times, um, and then I beat uh, I beat one player using Kid Icarus with it. Because he was saving his uh, Zamasus for a unison, and I didn't play any unisons. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I was like, this this build is literally like set nine and ten all together. So there's like no what a troll. Oh my god, that's amazing. It's beautiful. I love that. That's funny. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so basically what we're going to do is we're going to break down um, the banlist predictions kind of in two different ways. I like to talk about what we expect to get hit and then just our personal desires of what we want to get hit. Um, and there's no there's no right or wrong answer for any of these, especially the ones that we all want. I have one that has no reason being on the ban list, but I say it in every episode because I hate the card. So longtime <laughs> listeners, you may know what it is. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see when we get there. But let's let's jump right into it. So we'll, we'll kind of count them down. So we'll start with your number three pick uh, and then we'll work up to one. Um, so we'll start with you, Jonathan. What is one card that you think is going to get hit on this Friday? Oof. Um, there's been a lot of talk of like a handful of cards that I think everybody's kind of on the hot seat for. Uh, I, I think that one of the first ones that's gotten a lot of controversy, a lot of people say it's fair, a lot of people say it's not, Boo Unison. Boo Unison's probably one of the most controversial cards as of late because of the big ban list. So since then, it's been like the next man up. Um, Red players hate it for its one simple trick. It can just say, uh, screw your cards, and it can block and bottom deck and just pre-stands an energy. It's really strong, and blue can get to turn four pretty easy, or if it ramps up. Uh, I can see uh, Bandai doing something about that, especially with the new meta coming in for that 15. Okay, okay. That, that would be interesting. I, I will say, right, so when I started playing again, I, I was not playing when Boo Unison came out. And when I started playing again and picked up Blue Baby, and I was talking to Mike, and he was like, yeah, just throw, just throw Boo Unison and you'll be all right. I put Boo Unison <laughs> and I said, holy shit. <laughs> like, well, Dude, this that, does so many things. <laughs> like, this deck, card is sick. That deck just went over the top whenever that Unison came out. I was like... I had a decent matchup where I was playing people with King Piccolo, and I was like, man, I, I felt like this was a pretty easy matchup. That unison came out, and I was like, this is so much more difficult. For yeah. sure. It just creates an unfair advantage, in my opinion. Uh, I'll put it to you this way, Jimmy. I build jank decks just for my own reason. I just do that. Uh, Draftbox Vegeta Leader, like set Draftbox 4, I think, when it came out with like its red, green, blue, and yellow. I ran a blue-yellow package. That included the Boo Unison and like the Zamasu Super Combos, and I won a game with it. Like that deck has no, <laughs> no business winning any games, right? But the Boo Unison on its own just saves me from like losing. So that's how powerful the card is. It can take a, I don't know how what the bottom level tier is, tier Z, right? And it can make it win a game. So in my opinion, that's probably one of the few cards that should get hit. 
Yeah, I would say, so I think that the weird thing about that card is I feel like it's, it's one of those cards that just stops a lot of decks from existing. I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think it's, so I'll be honest, I don't think it's overpowered within the competitive format, within like the decks that are being ran. I feel like it's, I feel like it's fine, but I feel like looking at the, the card pool as a whole, I agree with you that it's definitely uh, the, like the higher end of cards as far as power level goes. Like if you're playing blue and you need a unison, that's always going to be one of your top considerations most likely. So, you know, I, I could see it especially depending on what they want to do with the ban list. Like if they want to hit, if they want to make a hit to really open up the field and bring more decks in. And especially like you said, like you build a lot of jank decks. Like I feel like boo unison being gone, you'd probably be incredibly happy. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah. So I, I, to- I they totally don't do get that, that for me. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> you never know. You never know. All right, Ernest, what you got? Um, so the, the first one that comes to mind is Bojack. Uh, yeah. I really don't, like, the seven drop, the arrival, the, the main one that everybody's, yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, main one that everybody uses right now. Um, I, I honestly don't think it'll get banned. And I do, uh, I've heard this a couple of times recently from a few players about them, them wishing that Bandai would do a semi limited list. Um, I, I think that card would be, be okay at two instead of four and i don't think that they need to bring it down to one but i would like to i think that card should get limited at least some somewhere or another yeah i i agree with you i th- I think that card i th- I think it is going to get hit i don't see how it wouldn't that's on my list that's actually um because i'll just jump in because that's that's my number two so i'll just start with my number two pick <laughs> The, the order is arbitrary anyways, but, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the card is right now definitely overtuned. Um, if you look at results, which I went over in the, the start of this episode and in, in the news segment, um, it's pretty clear that it is a meta defining card. Um, it yeah. is being ran in a vast majority of topping decks and it is being ran by an even greater majority of winning decks um, out of the regionals that we could find results for. And mm-hmm. yeah, the blue, blue, yellow as a color is just overtuned. So, and I agree with you. And I mean, the, the big deck in the room, you guys can correct me if you think I'm wrong. Um, it, to my knowledge, the big deck in the room seems to be Kid Gohan right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Absolutely. I think... The issue is I've heard some people saying like hit the leader. The my problem with that is I think you just move to the next leader. You know, like you just yeah. there, there's so many leaders that just step up. You know, like you've got so many just just generic yellow. Like you've got Go Tanks, you got Broly, you've got all these different leaders that you can just go. Okay, I'll just play this now because all this set of cards is broken. And I feel like Bojack really just enables it. So yeah, ask you a question. I'm with Jimmy. you. Yeah. Uh, is the Bojack Aegis, is it broken because it, it arrivals for one yellow or because it draws? Or both? Because the Aegis itself has not been a good mechanic until Bojack. True. As far as playability. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's all the effects together, right? Like if you Aegis and pitch a card and you don't have that draw, it's definitely not as good. But the fact that it replaces itself and then on top of that gives you access to the Zamasu. 
I think it's those cards in tandem with one another is, is like the, I don't know if that answer your question, but I think it's those two cards in tandem with, with one another. That's what, that's what puts it over the top. I mean, I agree, but like if let's say they tuned it down to where like you don't get the draw, uh, but you can still arrival the, the Bojack out. Does it still make it oh, no, as good? Cause you still get yeah. Tomasu. You still get Tomasu, right? But you don't get the draw. Oh, hell no. That, no, <laughs> no, that, that, that card still have to go <laughs> like look, average hand size way too big it just wouldn't matter enough the the yeah. the tempo swing you get off those plays far outweighs the draw one in my I, opinion i agree yeah, that, i mean do you, when, what, what right do you now think? it's right now it's put in decks or yeah mostly in decks that are just drawing a crap ton so like they they like the the draw doesn't really matter because the the rest of the deck is already drawing enough the cherry on top, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, okay, so let me ask this. If Bojack's gone, the, is Zamasu still as big a threat? No, I don't think so. No. Zamasu's not on the list then, if Bojack goes. Zamasu did not make my list, no. It didn't make mine either. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah, now if they and now if they didn't touch Bojack, I would hope they'd at least touch Zamasu, but one's gotta go. Yeah. yeah. Um it's one or the other cuz I think together the they're very powerful uh separately not so much. Yeah. I I agree. Uh, with that. And I I I kind of look at Zamasu uh kind of how people used to look at uh Vegeta the Cool. Like back back when that card first came out, that was the one thing that everybody was so worried about playing whatever card they were going to play. And they were like, "Well, what if I get uh Vegeta?" But now it's Zamasu's turn. That's basically like that's the one card everybody plays around. So if you didn't get that untap and have that extra energy, you wouldn't have to worry about it as much. Yeah, True. yeah, I agree. Um, and also, it, it lets you facilitate them so easy. Like you can you can put them online so easily, and you don't really ever get punished, right? Like you don't have to sit back and uphold it and set up the Zamasu. It's like, no, oh, just ages. <laughs> like it, it makes it so accessible that you can just do it at will. And now people are teching in the great priest to bounce them back. So yeah, if you, I saw that. They were the buyout. Yeah. Yep. So if you yep. land two great priests, now you're playing with eight Zamasu. <laughs> I actually know the person that bought it out and he didn't buy it out for that reason. He bought it out because of uh the next set that has the priest oh, the on, on the cover yeah. yeah so he was like maybe this card will be good later on so he just bought as many as he could <laughs> that's, uh, that's good I timing too know, i too know this guy he told me the same i told him to save me a play set for 20 so i'll that's be all right if it goes up i've always thought that card was snapped it just hasn't had a time to shine um i bought a bunch of it when it first came out and was like yo this card's sick <laughs> and i've 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 tried to squeeze it in some decks it just you know Hasn't got yeah. The, the first time, good. I think it was during y'all's hermit style tournament that I first saw somebody do that. Oh, really? <laughs> with it, yeah. And I was like, "Holy crap! Like that's a great, that's so good." Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, I think we covered that, and I, I think I don't think we're being contrarian here. I think this is something that a lot of the community, at least the competitive community kind of agrees on. I don't know if they agree whether what should get hit or when, but I think they all agree that Bojack in tandem with Zamasu currently is a problem. Um, if they don't, I guess I can under like, realistically there's answers to anything. Like there, there's ways to play on anything, but if you just look at the results at this point, 
it's just wild how much success those cards have had specifically those cards. Um, we're, we're in a format where kid Gohan is in a tier of its own. If you look at just results, obviously there's discussion and back and forth on whether players individually feel that way. So before we completely move off of it, I'll ask you guys, do you think that kid Gohan is in untouched pre ban list? Do you think it's in a tier of its own or do you think there's other decks that you can consider in the same tier? Uh, too consistent. I think it's on its own. Yeah, I think it's on its own. I don't think there's any other deck that is as consistent and as good at all. Yeah. Well balanced. Like, there's not a a big weakness. You know, everything should have a check or balance. That one doesn't. Yeah, and because of that, it has such a good spread. And that's, like, looking at your deck spread is so important, preparing for big tournament like Nats or even a regional or whatever. If you're playing six, seven, eight rounds, you you want a great spread. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I thought about that so much. That a friend of mine who put the deck together, he like he bought everything for it and everything, and he didn't have a chance to play it. So I played it at my local so I could try it out. I hated using it because I really don't like using yellow. Um, like it's, just not my, it's just not my color to, to use in this game. And I played against a... Uh, golden frieza deck uh and he played it very smart he never attacked me um he took his own life down with like all these little one drops so that he could untap his energy and then whenever like whenever i finally did start to attack he would arrival in his uh broly's tap down all my energy and then attack me during his turn once i uh he tapped me out i was like jesus like this sucks <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it happens. The the one time I played Bojack on him, he uh I tapped out to play it and he had like a 16 card hand. I was like he's got to have his bloodlust and if he doesn't, I'm this is great, but I have to. Like this is literally my only thing that I can do right now. And so I played it, he had bloodlust and then he killed me. I was like, "Yep. Yeah, that that happened." Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> got to love it. <laughs> Yep. Um, his, his hand stayed one card above mine the entire game. Well, Golden Freeze is kind of snapped right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Go. That's that's that sounds like a real uh, a real wild deck to play. But it's like my my issue with Golden Freeze has always been I have to play so many bad cards to facilitate the engine. That's always been yeah. my issue with Golden Freeze. But I love the deck, and it it probably I haven't tested it, but it. it I don't know. It's one of those decks that I feel like at any time can just be good. Like it, you just generate so much value. It's it's yellow soul striker. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think somebody mentioned in on, on one of the like deck list things that it's ages on the, on the offense because of what it, its ability is. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty strong. Yeah, I agree. If, if the player that played it, his name is Aiden. He, he topped our Dallas event. Um, like, two almost two years ago now yeah 2019 yeah and then like right i think like a month or so later uh somebody named john i think it was his name topped a vegas regional they both got an interview together with uh joey uh joey on on cross worlds yeah very cool very cool uh, so so aiden's been using that deck forever and so whenever i played icarus he was like let me try this out and see how it does against you and i was like okay and he was like i've been testing it on untapped so hopefully I do good. I was like, yeah, that, it, he, he got me pretty well. Aiden's a great player, though. Like he he's in charge of the whole Frieza Army group on Facebook. If, if anybody's a part of that, so 
Yeah. Pretty well known guy in that aspect. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, cool. Well let's uh let's move on to our next picks. Um, Jonathan, we'll we'll roll back to you. What is your next pick? Oof. Uh I have a personal vendetta against this card. <laughs> I had gotten uh recently I got double played this card back to back turns, which is just unheard of. Who plays two copies? Um Foo, Shrouded in Mystery. What? Really, yep. really really upset about getting double food back to back. Were they playing Bulma? <laughs> No, they were playing Hatchyak. Uh, um, very nice. Very how did nice. he get so many cards in his drop again the next turn? He, he, I had one life left, so he comboed. I thought for game, ah, right? I'm like, okay, okay. I'm just gonna out combo, and then <laughs> you know, I'm I'm good. I'm gonna rival my blocker Broly, and I'm gonna be good. So, <laughs> <laughs> all my incredible. super combos are dead. Every everything was just dead. I'm like, yeah, I didn't. I even bother. I was like. <laughs> So um, I think people have had this issue is just foo is a game ender. Like you play it, you most likely win, right? Like the the, the turn you play foo shrouded, you usually win. And if you don't, you put them in such a bad spot that you win the next turn. Right, because they can't do anything with any of their cards minus their leader the following turn. So you basically get a free turn minus if they have a board where they can just poke you. But there's like no crits, no double strikes, no triple strikes. Yeah, that whole defensive end so uh i think foo is a very i don't want to call it balanced because i don't think it's balanced i hate that card uh <laughs> but i also would not mind playing it uh so I, I don't know how to feel about it but getting double food makes me feel bad about it so what, it what deck were you playing uh i was playing uh yellow broly with the new broly chain from the anniversary box okay and so let me ask you this did did does your deck have an answer for it uh does cold bloodlust hit it <laughs> yeah then i have one answer for it <laughs> <laughs> i don't run champas in there because who who's running um whatever that champa card is from like eight sets oh, ago champa the trickster trickster yeah yep. i mean i probably could because i do run red or not red yellow green but you know yeah, it's but that, just card such a... that, that card doesn't answer it though because its effect can't be activated well there you go <laughs> oh yeah, only one answer. <laughs> um, well, the reason the reason I asked the question is, I think the the issue with Foo is on top of having that effect is there's not very many decks that can answer it, and a lot of the answers for it are very poor. Um, and I think it just creates an unfair advantage. Like realistically, if you aren't playing blue, your answers probably suck for it. Like you're True. probably playing bad cards to try and answer it or cards. You don't really realistically want to play or side and it just blows out so many decks. That's, that's my issue with the card is yeah, the power level is great. I mean, you still have to, you need 10 cards and drop for some decks. It's difficult. Some decks it's easy. You, yeah, exactly. Right. You need six energy. You need to tap out for it. Um, you need like it's to kill a traditional them. boss monster. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is fine. But the fact that there's just like, so little answers in the game for that card. That's what really gets me is I'm like blanket. Man. It's like a blanket like uh answer, right? It's just like you probably don't got it, so I'm gonna play this. Yeah. And even I going know. back to the point that you had earlier about um you're talking about Boo Unison and basically like the power level and how it can just shut so many things out. I think Foo's kind of obviously completely different 
cards and what they do, but kind of a similar feeling in that there's so many decks that just cannot just, they just can't beat it. <laughs> and there's so many decks that can't push decks that play foo and kill them in time. And it's just right. like, Oh, this is cool. So I'm just on a timer that I know I can't beat. <laughs> like this sucks. Yeah. I had poutine out on the board too. And he was just like, okay, well can't activate. I'm like, yep. I hate you <laughs> twice. Twice. Um, so yeah, I would say foo is on my pretty high on my list personally. Yeah. So foo is actually, so it's funny. We, we, I think we're, we're all thinking the same because foo is actually my number one pick, um, that <laughs> I, I expect to get hit. Um, could be wrong. I mean, we've been wrong in the past listeners of the show. know Mike and I have talked about foo getting hit since the start of the podcast. So we are no strangers <laughs> to hating foo. Uh, <laughs> although we both played foo in many decks, uh, we, we have always agreed that the card has needed to go for a very long time. Um, you can get the foo out of here. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But anyways, I'll get off my soapbox on it. Uh, Ernest, what do you have for your next pick? All right. Uh, so something I don't really want on the list, uh, something I'd rather have come off a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Is the, um, the, the drum for King Piccolo. Um, I think that, like, with originally, whenever they said that they wanted to slow down this format, I think that card was was something that helped that deck slow down a little bit because it was purely a defensive card. Yeah, you could use it to attack with, like, if you're going to try to push for game, but that was your defense. Um, like, I think I felt like that card was put in the the deck to to help slow some stuff down, and them taking it away just killed the deck because now it has very very lackluster uh defense um i would be okay if they like like i said earlier with the uh semi-limited thing i'd be okay with them bringing that to two or okay even three but i like I, i'm i'm okay with them not bringing it to four because like i understood everybody's issue with that but uh but i don't think it should be at one yeah I agree with it's funny because I was actually going to ask you how you would feel about semi limiting it. Um, that was something I saw John Carlo brought up before and I yeah. was like, yeah, that, that actually probably makes sense. Um, drum at one just seems silly to me. I don't know. I was like, well, just why? Same. Like why, why one? Uh, I would love to know like how those discussions went <laughs> at yeah. like Bandai headquarters. Like how, how is drum equal equivalent to a secret rare? Right, right, right. It, I don't, I don't know. That that one didn't make sense to me either. Um, I could see it too, especially because day two of Nats, we have the um, the Unison Warrior block only. If you know, for mm -hmm. anyone who doesn't top, um, so I I could definitely see it coming back, especially if they're trying to push that because I know there's a lot of people that are going to want to play King Piccolo, and a lot of people are turned off by the one drum. So. Two drum, I think, would yeah. make a lot of people happy too. And we've seen that their ban lists don't just cater. Like I know uh, a lot of competitive players want the ban list to strictly be things that only improve the the competitive format at like the highest level of play. But Brand yeah. Bandai has shown that that is not always their focus, and it shouldn't be their business. That that's a very small market of who they sell to. So they have to also do things that make sure their their game continues to be enjoyable. And they, I mean, they've had hits that have made no sense, but to them, maybe it opened up design space for different cards, brought up the level of other decks that they just wanted to bring up. Um, 
so yeah, anyways, I don't even yeah. really know why I'm going on that tangent, but <laughs> I, I think it's a good call. <laughs> I, I think I think something else Bandai could do specifically for King Piccolo though is if they don't want to give us back drum, give us another card that we can play from our life. It doesn't even have to be a 15k. Just like give us a new blocker that's that's a 10k. Like yeah. uh, like I I understand they wanted to lessen the amount of free play that you that all these decks had. But like I told, said earlier, I have a red-green King Piccolo deck, and the the green is the Eradicator. Whenever I burn, I use the draft box, Tambrain, and, and Drum that play for free whenever you burn uh, an opponent for a life. Oh, that's neat. You just, you, you just pitch another card, and I pitch like other copies of themselves because they're unique. And then I can use Symbol to put it underneath my, my Unison and draw another card anyway. So it's like a free, free play. Right, right. Oh, that's neat. The deck's gross. I, I lost again. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> Said you're bringing bad memories. Please stop. <laughs> right. PTSD's kicking in, bro. <laughs> like, I, I really loved King Piccolo. I didn't think I would. Whenever it first came out, I was like, I only built it because I had the cards for it. I was like, yeah, I have the whole deck, and most of it was foil. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll build the deck, see, see if I like it. And I was like, wow, this deck draws so much. I love this. Yeah, it, it it was a wild deck. It was a wild deck for sure. Um, has there has there ever been a limit where it was not one? Has anything ever been limited to two or three? No, it has never happened in the past. Mm-hmm. This would be a first if they did change it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, I think they definitely could, though. I think I think oh. they definitely could. Yeah. Anything's possible. I, I think it's about time we could get something like that. Like I understand the like for the progression of the game so far, we haven't really needed anything to go down to two or three or anything like that. Right. I right. think I feel like th- having something down to three isn't much. It doesn't make much sense anyway because like you might as well just keep it at four. But bring something down to two. You like you know it's a little uh, overpowered, but not too overpowered. So, like, just putting it down to two is is better than saying it's equivalent to a secret rare. What if they retrofitted the unique tag on it? I'm against it. <laughs> I I like I literally <laughs> anytime an errata is brought up or a change to text, I'm just immediately against it. I'm just like just reprint, just just print another card, <laughs> put make another one, Quiet. same character. Make them put them in a different stance and just make it say what you want it to say. Like our Erotilus getting so long. I'm like, oh my god, there's so many cards on it. Just so I personally, my answer always no. <laughs> Regardless of what it is. Yeah, no, yeah. It could be the it could be the best errata in the world. I'd be like, don't do it. <laughs> don't. don't do it. <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> All right, fair enough um all right cool so well wow so both of mine so far have been taken by you two beautiful gentlemen here uh, <laughs> thank you we'll see we'll see if i uh if i get my third one out um but we'll we'll keep the ball rolling jonathan what's next on your hit list i don't want to take your your guy oh, go so. for it go for it just just take uh, take, take the show <laughs> let me see let me let me let me go left field here for a minute okay all right uh I don't even have a left field. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Android 17 turning the tide. God damn it. How did you know? <laughs> he said left field. Oh my gosh. Actually, that was going to be my last one too. 
there is no left field, guys. Everybody yeah. knows that there's like yeah, these major there's, cards. There's, there are the three major, the ones, the ones we expect. I think we're all expecting. Right. Yeah. So obviously, there's really no explanation here. I was there's expecting one, to get one though. So right, it's okay. One or That's two right. outs uh, for turning the tide. You know, jeering and some sort of I don't know. Like, does it have deflect? I know, I've never read the card. <laughs> yes. It does. He said, I've never read the card, but the name seems I know what it does. Yeah, I know what it does. I just never read if it had deflect (laughs) or not. So, all right. Uh, Yeah, no. You have one out. (laughs) It's it's Jiren. It's a sideboard card. uh, And it just wins blue games. So, that needs to go. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I've thought the card is unfair for a long time. And I've played it for a long time because it's unfair. And... (laughs) Every I mean, time I play it, I'm like, this is pretty stupid. I just won the game. It's a secret rare that you can play at four of. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty broken. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. I don't think there needs to be a whole bunch of discussion on it. And historically, if there's been a card so powerful that a silver bullet was printed for that specific card, that specific card ends up getting hit. So I think that's a pretty good prediction, especially if that specific card continues to be played, even when the silver bullet is also widely being played. So, yeah, I am in full agreement. All right, cool. Well, let's go into some ones that we can go into, I guess, a little bit even further into left field. Um, Let's talk about some cards that, you don't necessarily need a reason as far as like, obviously the three that we listed, they're clearly in the upper scales. You know, they're in the higher end of, of power levels of cards. They're cards that are, com- they, they're, let's be honest, they're complained about all the time. I feel like every time I go into a discussion group, there's someone complaining about one of those three. Foo, for some reason, <laughs> seems to be the least complained about in the past, but it has, it seems like people are complaining about it more. So I think those three, like you guys said, they are, they are the pretty obvious choices. Let's talk about some ones that you personally would just love to see gone from the game deleted. I don't ever have to see this card again. And I'm so happy about it. Um, whoever hmm. wants to go, what, what is a card that you just want out? Ernest can go I first here. I don't think I have one of those. Really? Yeah. That's hard to believe. Dang. You're just, you're no, just, I, you're just a I lover actually, of the cards, huh? <laughs> I really do. Like, I, I have a lot of cards. And <laughs> um, I I don't think I've ever read a card in this game that I was just like, oh, I hate this so much. Like, there's cards that annoy me, like the like the Boo Unison. It, it kind of annoys me, but it's not nothing that I'm just like, oh, I hate this so much. Um, the only deck that has actually ever frustrated me to the point where I was just like, I don't ever want to play against this unless it's a really good player because then I know I'm going to have a good game was uh was baby like just blue baby in general was just like if if I was playing against a good player I was like oh this is great like this is such a back and forth game like I love this but when I was a bad player who was just getting lucky I I hated it I hated it so much (laughs) hey man yeah I mean I will say I played a lot of blue baby um yeah I definitely, (laughs) I have had more people angry at me during games and like regionals and things than I think any other deck I've played. (laughs) Like people just get mad. I'm like, damn, is this, is this really doing that to you? Like, (laughs) 
and see, like I, I understood that. Like whenever I, whenever I got frustrated against the, the, like there was one player in specific that I did get annoyed of, um, just because he wasn't very good yet. Like he's getting better, but he's not that great. But he, uh, he was just getting very, very lucky with a lot of his plays that he, he, like he counterplayed my uh, Broly Crown three times in the same game, and then the fourth time I played it, he, uh, he had no counterplay for it. And he goes, "Wait, what does that do?" I was like, bro, bro, you you counterplayed this so many times and you don't know what it does. How? Like, why did you even do it? <laughs> That's hey, pretty funny. I'd, I'd rather be lucky yeah. than good, bro. Yeah. But see, like, I understood the frustration I was having because that I felt like that's how people used to be annoyed at me whenever I played Boma. Like, they would clear my field and then I get it right back and just like, like... I'm annoyed because I can't hit you. Like I, I understand that frustration. So whenever I got mad about it, I, like I thought back to how people felt whenever I was doing the same thing. Uh, er- Ernest, the man of reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I am irrational, and I, I say I hate cards all the time. I'm like, oh, this card's got to <laughs> fucking go. Um, so we'll, but all right, uh, we're counting baby as your pick. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, it's not more. Than, it's not the cards, though. It's the players. <laughs> all right, Jonathan wants all baby players banned. <laughs> Ernest, sorry, oh. Ernest wants all baby players banned, <laughs> except for Jonathan, because baby is one of his favorite characters. Hey, red, red baby is not. Nah, Jonathan. Jonathan's out. Okay. Bro. Sorry, sorry, man. <laughs> I've been sent to the shadow realm. Thanks, yeah. Ernest. I appreciate it. <laughs> Y'all got to find the new host. <laughs> <laughs> My wife will be happy. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So, Jonathan, what, what's do you have one that you just want to see gone? Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> all right. It, there we it's go. It's not played anymore, really. It's not really played anymore. Yeah, but, but it's still got to go. Yeah, it was my <laughs> kryptonite for the longest time. Janemba leader. Bro, Janemba what Mill. the hell? How are you picking every one of mine? <laughs> I literally have that on here. Jimmy, are we the same person? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, happening? I don't know, but Janemba Mill is just nightmare fuel for my red baby deck because I'd always mill out. And uh I, there's just Bro. it was blue baby before blue baby. But worse. Opinion. It was worse. But worse. It was worse. You right. didn't even do shit. Like you just sit there. You do literally <laughs> nothing. At least at least I can say auto. <laughs> like very true dog oh my god janemba though oh the worst the worst experience bro i literally would have rather played a mecha frieza format than ever played again or with it's it's not even the feels bad against it i picked up the deck i said i'll play it i played it one time i said i can't do it i'll just play a different <laughs> card game i hate it yeah, I tried playing Janemba. I lost to Red Baby. I was like, how is this possible? The one deck I can't beat it with, I get beat with. So it just was. I remember it, that. That needs to go. Janemba Mill, <laughs> I just want to erase from the face of the planet. Yeah, yeah. I, I built an Oolong deck back then that I loved <laughs> so much. And it worked so well against Janemba Mill because all of my stuff played from the drop area with like all my uh, wish cards. So like I was I I was it was so aggro against mo- most decks, but whenever I played against Janemba, it worked even better because it was even faster. Because they they would like mill my balls and everything, and I was just like, yeah, this is so <laughs> much better. Balls. Milling your balls, Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How you like my balls now? <laughs> That's how you got hit them, bro? Oh man! All right, so 
I'll I'll go though. I'll I'll pick one that I don't think anyone I don't think it'll be on either of your lists. This is a card that I agreed should have been gone. I've said this actually. I don't think I've ever said this on the show, but I've said this multiple times since probably set two. Yeah, probably set two. Uh since is it blue? Yeah, oh my god, that was on my list. Oh, give me we're the <laughs> same the person. Hell, dog? We're the same person, bro. What is this? Are we reading from the same list? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. That that is wild. I was not expecting you to have that on your list. Because all right, I have multiple reasons though. Right, all right. Number one, Sensu Bean has extended plays that shouldn't be extended since forever. Yeah. In set Agreed. two, there was a red-blue crit Vegeta deck that could consistently win on turn two. In set two, that's stupid. Um, that's super stupid, yeah. But mm-hmm. it happened. Uh, Nick Brady went uh, undefeated first day of the first ever regional in Connecticut playing that deck. That's a name I have not heard in a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's the GOAT, bro. He's I, the GOAT. I have, I've only been playing since set three. Like, no. Yeah, right at the end of set three, right before set four came out. Yeah, so I I don't know most people from from the beginning of the game. Yeah, ph- phenomenal player. He was phenomenal at Naruto as well. Um, but yeah, he he just scooped everyone because, and it was only just because the Sensu Beam was a card, and of course at that time Unyielding Trunks, which was better. Um, but Unyielding yeah. Trunks got hit, but Sensu Beam didn't get hit. Is there a real reason Sensu Beam needs to go? Probably not. But hear me out. If they hit Bojack, how are they not going to hit Sensu Beam? Watch Bandai that's, go to work. That's, not hit that's, that's good reasoning, but I right. still don't think they'll hit it. I don't think they will either, but that's my reasoning for right now. If they were to hit it, I'm like, you're hitting Bojack, but not since I feel like both got to go. If that's, if that's how they're going to do it. I feel like both just go that you just take them out of the format completely, but I don't know. Do I really think it should go from a competitive standpoint? No. But I've always thought like this card's dumb. Just just take it out of the game. <laughs> um, all right, Ernest. Do you have? Is there any other card that you have, or you are just a lover of all cards as long as they're not blue, baby? <laughs> um. They said, "Yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah." Every other card in the game is one. All right, fair enough. All right, Jonathan, we're gonna go to you then. Do you sure. have another pick? Well, um, I really am just not a big fan of blue at the moment, so a lot of my <laughs> targets are blue. <laughs> um, I will say that the Trunks counterplay has, just has no answer, right? Like, you just have to knock their unison down to one marker in order for them not to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so uninteractable that like, it makes the game... You you always know that if there's a, a blue unison on the, on the board with two markers, that anything you tap for or anything you try to play just come right back to your hand so that makes it not fun uh and i love the whole thing for dragon ball for me it's, it's a hobby it should be fun i shouldn't be flipping a table over in my free time uh <laughs> so if i tap out for something and i get trunks i want to flip a table over so trunks counterplay uh probably should go how do you feel about, I mean, we brought up semi-limiting before, and I've heard some discussion on this before, too. What do you think about semi-limiting just all the counterplays from set 10? you speak French, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> we can keep Yamcha, though. 
<laughs> he, said, he said, dog, I'm trying to bring Bulma back for real. <laughs> oh, he said, I'm going to play Unisons this time. <laughs> right. It's a blocker. Come on, man. Bro, I've, I've made like 17 different Bulma decks. Oh. Actually, maybe 20. I, I, I believe it. I've seen yeah. I've seen a good chunk of them. So. Bulma's a sweet deck. Bulma, also one of the best decks to play Stroud at Fuin. Oh yeah. God! Uh, that's actually something I have never done. Oh, bro, you, you slide that bad boy I, in there, bro. I every every, the band. List, every list I've ever seen, other than my own, has had that card in there, and I've, I'm always just like, why do we need this? It's a competitive generic finisher. <laughs> yeah, and yet I just I just don't do it. I just like I've I've thought about it. I've had it in my pile to put in the deck before, and I'm just like, nah. Ernest said, I am a red player. That card is black, sir. Go away. <laughs> this does not fit my, my color. My does this look like an earthling? <laughs> He's purple. I can't play him and be blocker. This is garbage. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, not only that, I don't like getting rid of my drop area most of the time. True. Uh, well, ironically, my third card is is also just I, I literally double put foo on my list it was in the, what i expect <laughs> will get hit competitively and it's also what, what want? i want to get hit because oh, a thousand percent dog screw that card that card is whack i literally hate that card with a passion like getting blown out by shroud at foo one of the worst feels you're just yeah. like yeah man sure you tap six right. energy Great i played job. against frank miller on a uh on a webcam event that uh, he was using Sin Shinron and I thought I had that game uh, like really well. And then he played foo and then, uh, somehow he also got sales, you know, on the same, same turn. And I was Gross. like, oh, well, nice. Yeah. I definitely lost this game. <laughs> lock, lock away and throw away the key, bro. That's <laughs> done. So that is done. So, yeah, I actually got Celzino right before this podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah, I just bought a Celzino. I'm about to join the club. Nice. Oh man. Um. Well, yeah. So, were there any cards? So, moving back to like, th- those were more like fun cards. You know, like just just personal vendettas, cards that we wanted to get hit. Um. Not necessarily. Uh, a need for the card to get hit. Although I think you can make a case for sense of being right now if Bojack gets hit, but yeah. I, rest, I rest my case. Um, were there any honorable mentions for you that you felt like also you may actually see on the list this Friday that didn't make the, the clear cut top three? Um, honestly, I, I did think when the first ban list, the big one hit, um, that the follow-up was going to be soul striker reboot. Because of how generically good it is, it just it hasn't been performing uh, to where I think people would want it to get hit anymore. But it's it's essentially the blue version of Mecha, where it's like generically good blue cards can go in here. I can pilot it because it's just generically good for blue, and it it'll basically say, "Well, was it better than Soul Striker? Right? Any new leader that comes out, is it better than Soul Striker? No, then I'm going to play Soul Striker." But I, I agree. Hasn't been the case. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I agree with you here. So here, so I mean, it literally comes back to my sense of being argument, right? Like, okay, you took away Bojack, so now I'll play Soul Striker and untap two. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> my leader says Aegis, I guess. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> exactly. I'm gonna uh, get Aegis on the offense. I'm gonna get Aegis on the defense. Yeah, I um, I I agree with you. The broken the leader, <laughs> and I don't think it's that. Like you said, I don't think it's that the leader itself is like. What I was trying to say, I'm like, so you can't even bring it back to the results, right? It's not like Soul Striker is sweeping everyone off their feet and just just clapping everybody and everyone is either you're playing soul striker or playing to beat it the deck isn't in that position but it's like you said it's just powerful enough that most of the time you're like why would i play a different leader it's kind of like um i don't know how you guys feel about the u6 stuff but from our testing we we tested it out and we were like well why are we just playing soul striker with better cards that right. was pretty much like what we got to after playing kaba and, and stuff like that and it just the fact that that exists, it just immediately we're just like, yeah, we're off this. Yeah, it'll be fun for locals, right? But like, you know, as soon as something competitive comes out, strapping up Soul Striker again until there's a meta-defining movement, right? Um, so I think any anytime we get into a new ban list or new set, Soul Striker will just come out, just like Go Tanks always comes out for so, green, hey, right? So real quick, I got a question now because of that, the uh. If y'all have been testing out the new blue decks, and like you said, you y'all figured why not just play Soul Striker instead? Do you think that would that might be on their mind to and actually get them to to ban that leader? I because I, of that, I I think I think it definitely could. I mean, we've seen preemptive bans before where they're like, we're going to ban this to push the set, like Violent Predator, perfect example, right? Like obviously uh, the card is very powerful. Um, I don't think it warranted a ban at the time, but they said, no, we want people playing a different strategy and we're going to force their hand <laughs> and this card's gone. That, so now you can play these cards. That was a sad day for one of my best friends because <laughs> he, he only played this game. Like I got him into this game specifically because 21 came out. Like for the longest time I played the game, he, he still played Yu-Gi-Oh! And then uh, I was like, just just try it out, play with me. And he was like, nah, man, if, if they ever bring out Android 21, then I'll play. I was like, okay. So, like six months, they released that the Android Twenty One was gonna be in uh, in whatever set it was in to uh, to start off with. And I was like, hey, bro, it's gonna come out. You're gonna start playing the game. He was like, when it comes out, I'll play. And so we just waited. And whenever it first came out, he bought his first box. It was his first SPR out of his first pack. There you go. Meant to be. Yep. That was set eight, by the way, because uh, yeah. <laughs> that's when that yep. set came out. Yeah, and ever ever since then he's been playing, but he has four SPRs in our binder. He's like, someday it'll come back. <laughs> someday I'll yeah. have it. Bandai's <laughs> gonna say, play only multicolor. <laughs> uh, I would love for multicolor to come back. To be honest, me too. Yeah, just just full I fledged. Like bring bring to. yeah, all the surge leaders back. <laughs> Go to surge surge only. <laughs> um, no, I but yeah, I could. Um, I I think. All that logic checks out. I don't. I, I think that's actually a good call. Um, we'll see, but no, I, I don't have a problem with that. It's just generically one of the best leaders in the game. The the effect is so powerful. It's just miles beyond what most leaders just generically or just inherently do each turn. Um, one so card. Do y'all like? Go ahead. Do y'all like generic versus or uh, like pre built like. Whenever they, Bandai releases a set, do you like it whenever the decks are pre-built for us, or do you, would you rather it be generic and to promote like more creativity? You're asking about archetype builds? Yeah. Yeah, like archetype versus like generic good card decks. Yeah. 
Um, I, I don't know. I think archetype has its its place, right? But like competitively, you probably want something that's more generic, so you can build and stack and put things more together. Whereas like Jiren, let's say, right? It's very archetype based build. Can't really do much else with Jiren yet. Uh, so it's got its limitation. Right. Yeah. Right. I I really don't have an opinion. Um. <laughs> funny enough, <laughs> I it, it doesn't really affect me either way. And I guess it's because I've played both, right? Like I've played decks that are very archetype driven that were very good, and I've played decks that were just good cart. The first good cart dot deck ever made, Tricolor Ginyu. I played the deck into the ground. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah. Every time I hear about that, like I, I think it's funny just because I, I didn't play back then, but hearing about it just makes me laugh because oh, that love deck was Ginyu. busted. That deck was busted. Um, I I listened to the to y'all's podcast about like the history of the game and how that deck was one of the top tier decks. I was like, God, I wish I would have seen this back then. Oh yeah, bro, it it was steamroll people. It was hilarious. Um, and then it, then it evolved into like Rasta veggies and all different. I don't know. It it was pretty cool. It was a cool leader, but um. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't think I have a preference. Um, I think I do like a deck that can have a balance, though. Like I don't like when the deck is just purely all generic cards. It starts to feel boring to me. But on the other extreme end of the spectrum, when it's literally just all archetype based cards, and I have no flexibility, that also feels boring because realistically, it's almost the same thing, right? Like you can say archetype or you can say good cards, but if my card pool is already, I know that like if you're saying, okay, this is just pure, purely generic and I'm playing the best cards of this color that go in that deck. I mean, how many different cards are there going to be, right? Like there's going to be cards with clear power levels above the other. So realistically your archetype is good cards dot deck or your archetype is, you know, Turles or, or whatever. So I like right. I like a kind of a happy medium in whichever space I'm in, if that makes sense. Yeah. I got you. That make that yeah, that just definitely makes more sense. Uh, that was a good explanation of that. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I do. so I have one and um my my one is that had honorable mention for one that I would want to see banned, but I don't expect it to be banned. Uh, and this one's very controversial. I think every time I've seen Mike bring it up, because Mike always brings this one up, but I've I've agreed with him. He's gotten me on the bandwagon with him. Uh, people always basically are like, just, they, they wild out. They're like, you're an idiot, blah, blah, blah. Um, but furthering <laughs> Destruction Champa and the Kai. Uh, <laughs> Go on, bro. Like, why are we playing a game where two is always the lethal number, right? Like anytime you're at two, you have to think about Champa. Like there's no way nope. you're not thinking about Champa. I just think that's stupid. Like, wh like what's the point? Nope. It's that, why, why the I play the game like I that. Teach new players. Yeah. Like that's... the first thing I teach new players, I'm like, Hey, this, this card is from set one. This is something you have to, to think about in the back of your mind. Every time you get down to two, it's just, I don't know. It's so annoying. I am a much, I've always been a fan of, exchange of resource in this game i usually prefer more aggressive strategies but aggressive strategies still have a strong exchange of resource where you're constantly trying to keep the hand up i've always thought that that was fun um and champa just kind of goes against that where if they take champa out of the game i don't know i i I've, for me the game gets more fun 
because now I have more resources I can work with and more potential exchanges and I don't have to play around a card that is probably a one or two of just because I don't want to die. I got chompered last night. I literally got chompered <laughs> last night. I'm like, there's no way he chompers me here. I like counted everything up. There it is. Chompa super combo, super combo, super combo. I'm like sick. Like, <laughs> fuck me. So you know how I said I didn't really play foo in anything. I rarely play Chompa too. I I do play it every once in a while, but I, it's rare. I play Old it, man. Probably I'm I notoriously play almost one Chompa in almost every deck I I play competitively. I even had Chompa and Baby for a while. Feel like you on. have to. <laughs> I mean, why not? Have the threat. Why not? Yeah, well, yeah. See, see, that that's what everybody always says, and like, I I get the logic on why everybody should run it. Like, it's great card. It's won more games in this game than any other card in the in the game. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I I definitely definitely agree that it should be in everything. I just for some reason don't want to use it. I'm just <laughs> like, I'd rather just not use it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. Very fair. I think another, well, another, I mean, another important thing too is you also have to understand the format. Like I, uh, I was testing it just, just the other day in a list and I dropped it. Um, just because I didn't, it doesn't feel as impactful to me right now, but as soon as there's, as soon as there's at least two decks in the format that take their own life are aggressive and can regularly don't mind going to three or two life. I'm playing Chompa, bro. Like when Reboot Gohan was a deck, the entirety of the deck deck existed in a format. I played Chompa in every single deck I played. <laughs> so here's what's wild though. Um in my TCG player store, all my Reboot Gohans, I believe, are now bought out. I had like six of them. And I'm like, wow. Are I was like, is there something going around of people in the know that like that I don't know? <laughs> like, are we about to see Reboot Gohan come back on Friday? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just saying it was real strange. I had like back to back orders. Reboot go on, reboot go on, reboot go on. I'm like, what, what what is going on here? Is it speculative? Are they just like every band list they buy them and then sell them right after? I don't know. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> maybe, maybe somebody just started playing the game or just started collecting the game and was like, I really love Gohan. I'm gonna get all these leaders because they look cool. See, that's what that's- I thought, but does he have like four friends that also like thought the same thing? <laughs> He might. Maybe. <laughs> might be the Maybe. biggest coincidence in the history of TCG player. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what we're saying is Friday. Uh, <laughs> please don't let this happen. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, honestly, I, don't, I, I could care less if Reboot Gohan comes back. I think when it was hit, I think it was important because the it did have some good matchups in the format. Unfortunately, it could just clap Dark Broly. It did work in that specific format, but I will always stick to that. That deck sucks. I don't think it's a good deck. Uh, when I went to the TOP tournament, um, I played one in like the very first round, and I was using Invoker at that time. And um, the I I beat it one round specifically because I teched in one Zamasu super combo. Instead of just <laughs> nice. four, <laughs> that's of hysterical. The, uh, how how mad was he? <laughs> uh, he was pretty upset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I bet I'd be pissed, and bro. I'd be like, you just played a Zamasu. Yep. <laughs> okay, so hot. I did. I'd be hot. I did that. I would be on this episode being like, Zamasu's got to go, bro. 
this oh, one for time. Sure. <laughs> so I specifically use the Masu in that deck because you know the the six drop that replaces your energy from the drop area. Um, the it says multicolors. It doesn't say red blue. So you could put the Zamasu in the in your energy. And I was using uh, Frost Deadly Poison to stop Fu Shrouded whenever I was going uh, second. And I got that on a couple of people too because I would play, uh, or no, when I was going first, and yeah, something like that. I got like three people stopping their food with uh, Frost Deadly Poison. I think Frost Deadly Poison is not bad right now. To be honest with you, I agree. I, I, me and my friend put it in his Bardock deck, the the multicolor one, the the Prism. yeah, the Prism one, the Prismatic Bardock deck. We put that in there specifically for the mirror match, but it helped them against Jiren and a couple other decks. Yeah. yeah, people don't expect that to hit the board. Yeah. No, no, they, they do not. They do I, not. The the Jiren player, the reason why I remember that game is because he jumped up. He's like, who puts that in this deck? Yeah, I, why? Bro, that I'm was me when I got Zamasu, second bro. food. <laughs> you play what? An invoker? <laughs> huh? I'm, I'm stuck on that, bro. This guy sitting over here like, this guy is so reasonable and he loves so many cards, but I hate him. <laughs> right? <laughs> Public enemy number one now. <laughs> oh man, I I just didn't at the time. I didn't think Invoker had a great matchup against it. If if they just saw what they needed to see early enough, so I was like, this might help. Just gonna put a Zamasu in there. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it has been a pleasure. We're gonna start wrapping this up. Um, before we close out, any any closing thoughts or shout outs you guys wanted to give? Um. I guess I'll I'll go with uh, thank you for having us on the show. Uh, big fan, love the work you guys put in. Um, obviously, best best podcast uh, industry right now for Dragon Ball. I appreciate that. Uh, of course, definitely. Shout outs, of course, uh, all the Houston people, uh, Team Salt Boys, all the listeners of the Thinking on Charge podcast, and everybody in the Hermit Style podcast and uh, Discord. Everybody's amazing out there. So if you're not, uh, I don't know, is it described? To, I, I'm not a Discord guy. So <laughs> if you're not in the Discord, join the Discord. Uh, it's a great group of guys. Everybody's helping each other out. It's the least toxic place I've seen. Maybe it's just Facebook is just toxic, but uh, this Discord is just phenomenal. So go check them out. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Ernest, any, any shout outs? I I completely agree with everything he just said about tournament style about you guys. Um, we we miss Mike too. Uh, yeah, get bring Mike, Mike on. back. Yeah, yeah, bring Mike back. Tell, tell tell him. Tell him. I need everyone. Pretty Mike. Everyone Hashtag listening Mike. to this, message Mike. Tell him to come back. <laughs> I I actually met Mike because of Bulma on uh on some some chat. I, me and him started talking about Bulma one time, and then from that point on, I I I messaged. Him and back and forth whenever I come up with a new Boma deck. So like I, I really do miss hearing his advice on on your podcast too. Sounds sound, sounds about right. That that man loves some <laughs> Boma. <laughs> and then uh, uh but yeah shout outs to Houston guys, my team Empire. Uh, uh unfortunately Marco and Ryan couldn't be here, but then right. those guys, Team Rays, Team Medical, um the everybody in Houston uh we love everybody here. And then, yeah, the Discord here, I might not talk on it, like, ever, because I don't really talk in chats very often. 
including like my team chats I don't talk a lot in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I do Ernest a lover of, of cards, <laughs> hater of people. <laughs> Bro, name change going in effect now. <laughs> I just I like I'm not on my phone very often. I love talking in person. I love talking like over the phone like this uh, to people about everything. I just, for some reason, I don't like to text too, too much. So like I, if, if I ever message in our group chats, it's one big message and it's responding to everybody at the same time. <laughs> Bro, you would have been killing the ladies in like the nineties before all this uh, text messaging was going down. <laughs> Call me after nine when I got three minutes. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> well guys, it's been a pleasure. Um, and I appreciate all the kind words, but everyone definitely also check out the thinking on charge podcast. What is the best way for people who want to listen to your podcast? What is the best way for them to jump in and, um, listen to you all? Uh, we are on Spotify and we are on Apple podcasts. Uh, we were on Andorra for a little bit. I think if that's a thing. Uh, again, I'm just, I'm not a tech guy. Uh, Google, Google podcasts kept kicking us off because we transitioned from one host to another. I, I don't, I don't know. So, uh, Apple and on, Spotify. We're also on Podbean. Uh, yeah, Podbean is where, where we host. That's actually so. where I listen to both of our podcasts on here. I listen nice. to Permacell and ours. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, cool. So yeah, definitely guys, um, their links will be in the description. So go ahead, um, click the link. Give them a follow, sub, whatever it is that you do from your podcasting app. Check it out. Uh, but guys, it has been a pleasure, and uh, I'm sure we'll we'll talk again very soon. Sure. Awesome. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Results of training. All right, and we are back. That was a blast. I really enjoyed my discussion with those guys. Like I said, if you haven't, should go check them out. I, I had a really fun time talking with them on their show, too. Uh, one thing I thought about afterwards is, we didn't get too much into like best of one versus best of three. It, it That hadn't really crossed my mind as much, but Aspira put out a really great video on that topic about his predictions for the ban list and really broke down best of one versus best of three and got a little less into just what's expected and a little bit more into a little bit deeper into his competitive opinion on how Bandai approaches ban lists, how they should approach ban lists and what is best for the game as a whole. And I thought it was a really well done video. So if, uh, you know, you want some more insight there, I would recommend checking that out. It, it, it was very, very well said, and it's catching a lot of praise in the groups, and I think for good reason. Uh, but anyways, getting into results of training, of course, brought to you by ProMats, the best custom play mats in the game. I literally have had non-stop, non-stop people just messaging me about how great the Hermit style mats are. And this isn't even because it's just hermit style. It's the pro mats. Like I see, it doesn't even have to be our art on them. I have people telling me, oh man, I picked up this pro mat. I saw someone yesterday posted their Goku versus Superman mat. Uh, they're just phenomenal quality. If you don't believe me or you just are like, how could it be good quality? It's just a play mat. Just trust me. And if you still don't trust me, come to Nats. <laughs> we'll all be playing on them. You can see it for yourself in person. They're the best way to go. He just dropped a new art with Kaba with like the, the manga background behind it. It looks super sick. Uh, the, the, some of the manga ones are my favorites. So definitely go get yourself one, especially if you're excited for the new U6 stuff. He's at promats-customs.com and he's Jerry Roche in the Discord if you have any questions. 
But moving into my results of training, man, I'm so excited. I feel like I'm I like I finally dove in. Right. I feel like on the past few episodes, I've been saying, you know, I'm trying to get back into the swing of things. It's been hard since I had to take my break. But really over this past week, I've really started to feel like I'm finding my groove again, which is really exciting for me, at least. Uh, But yeah, as far as testing goes, I've tested three decks over the past week or so. I've worked on Blue Baby, Gogeta Xeno and Hatchack. Uh, Blue Baby, still great. Still great, guys. The Arata, yeah, it did hit it a little bit. Does not matter as much as a lot of people say it did. I think the deck is perfectly fine. I think it's perfectly fine. I think it's still a premier control deck. Uh, you just have to play it differently. I did cut pretty much all the counter plays out. I am playing Sensu Bean now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other, other than that, the deck runs very similarly. I upped God Ceiling to four. Uh, we tested some versus Gogeta Xeno. And Baby did perform fine. It performed perfectly fine. Uh, I go into that, actually, that specific match really detailed in our well I don't know about really detailed but <laughs> I guess it's up for debate on what that would mean but I do go into more details on that matchup in our uh, uh, video we recorded uh, as a team uh, so that's really cool you should definitely check that out when it drops tomorrow to get you know everything we talk about because our, it was Armando's playing against so we get to both kind of put our insight into that matchup uh, and so, and also a couple cards that I'll leave as a surprise for now that I've started playing uh, that you can check out in the video. Uh, also tested Gogeta Xeno some myself. I'm personally just not feeling it. It feels, it just feels slightly underwhelming. We're still working on it, but it just feels slightly underwhelming in this format. That, and that, that's really it. I don't think there's anything wrong with the deck. I think the deck's very powerful. I think you can certainly top with it. Um, it I don't know. It just feels like it's, it just doesn't quite get there for me. There's so many different floodgates and and answers for the deck currently that exist in this mid-range format that we live in. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just haven't had the most fun with it. I, I feel like it doesn't have as great of matchups as I would like. Um, it doesn't have as many favorable matchups as I would like. So I've, I've started to kind of move off of that list, but I've ended up moving more into Hatchyak and that deck has felt great. I've been putting a lot of time testing into it. Uh, my last match I played was versus Jiren, the the red Jiren, and um, that matchup feels really great for Hatch. I think their only path to victory, <laughs> which I was playing against Pac-Man, and he he did <laughs> every game have like three or four Broly Crown of Retributions. It was pretty wild. He ripped, I don't know, I maybe resolved one Oceanus? Maybe one. But he, man, he like ripped everyone out of my hand. I was like, yeah, dang, that's pretty good. But even through that, it's just really difficult for them to uh, to take the game. And my issue with the Red Jiren deck is it feels very linear. Um, so in best of three, I don't think it's a great pick. I think at best of one, it's it's probably fine if you just want to play a fun deck. As far as on my end, Hatch felt great in the matchup. So uh, because I was the one thing I was interested in was they do play an eight drop fairly easily. Right. So I'm like, OK, well, how does it feel when they have this dual attacker plus an eight drop plus a unison plus a leader? That's still a decent amount of attacks versus Hatchack, But most of the time, I say it really didn't matter too much, really did not matter too much. So that's my testing so far for the week, though. Baby, Gogeta and Hatch. Um, not liking Gogeta so much. Anyways, let's go ahead and get into the mailbag. I got a special order on a pallet of sweets for Jocko. Wait, aren't you Monaka? Monaka's delivery service.
All right. So let's uh, pull some random questions here from the Discord. Uh, if you'd want your answers question on Monaka's delivery service, it is quite simple. Jump in the Discord if you're not in there. I feel like a broken record saying this. Get in the Discord. <laughs> There's always a link in the bio. There's links everywhere. Get in there. If you can't find a link, just message me. I'll send you the link. But once you're in there, as you talk, you gain experience. And once you hit level seven, which we call our turtle school fighter role, you uh, you get to ask questions. So there's a channel in the Discord. And you just post them up, and then I randomly pick them. But let's see. So All right, so Blunt Dragon asked, what colors do you want to see get more support? So I would love to see... I would love to see two things. I'd love, I'd love to see green support. I feel like so far from the reveals, green is getting a little bit shafted. There's a couple decent cards, but uh, I would love to see some more green support. Specifically, I loved playing blue-green decks back in like set... God, when was that? Like set eight or nine? Uh, way back when, I really enjoyed playing just blue-green inspired decks. Search Piccolo, I had a lot of time fun playing as a blue-green deck. So I'd love to see specifically some blue-green multicolor support that was good, uh, that isn't just Android 16. I, personally, I would I would enjoy seeing that. Uh, and let's see. Oh, Gedom said, if you, Mike, and Kami House experts had theme songs, what would they be? I don't want to answer for them. I'll Mike and the Kamiya Security, they want to answer. Y'all can let me know what you want your theme songs to be. My theme song. Oh man. <laughs> this is hard. This is really hard. Uh let's see. Theme song. Oh. I <laughs> I want Big L all black. That's my, I want that to be my theme song. <laughs> Give me all black, dog. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let me come into that. That'd be real wild. All right. One last question. What is the worst deck you would take to a regional that you think you could top with? I think, hmm, I feel like there is a world in which I could top with blue U7 Gohan. <laughs> I would have to dodge some very specific matchups, but that deck is wild Especially in best of one, I might be able to catch people off guard. The deck is really fun and it can produce a lot of attacks like as early as turn two. So I'm going to say maybe U7 Gohan, but the worst one I can think of is Black Yellow Vigex. That deck is bad. That deck is not good. But man, game one, dropping a splintering mind on him and he just high roll everybody. That could be a thing. <laughs> that, that could be a thing. So I'll, I'll give you two answers. U7 Gohan for just a straight jank deck and Vigex for something, a leader that's been more relevant in the past, but the build is just terrible. Uh, <laughs> if you guys don't know my black, yellow Vigex list, it's just playing apes, like literally all the draw apes and planet Vegeta and he search trunks. That's all it is. <laughs> it's not very good, but it's funny. All right. And that will wrap up our show today, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had a good time. I know I did. We will be back. I think actually maybe even before the end of the week, I'll see what I can do because this ban list is dropping on Friday. I'm going to have, I'm going to have everyone in chamber chilling. So feel free to jump in. We're all going to be watching it go live, hopefully. So like I said, jump in the discord, hang out with us and uh, we'll see what happens Friday. And then I'll try and get a special guest on with us so we can we can talk about what happened as quick as possible. So yeah, can't wait. Let me know your thoughts and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, I got the real